Hello and welcome to Word for the Day. This is Father Pete Matthews from St. Patrick's Anglican Church in Lexington, Kentucky. And today's Word for the Day, I'm here to say I'm back. Podcasts are starting again. Um, I've been on a long hiatus. I know I've posted sermons here and there and a couple of odd podcasts. But um, I'm back in the rhythm and I especially want to get started again as we're moving toward a new church year. So in our Anglican tradition, along with the Roman Catholic tradition, the Orthodox, Lutheran, some Methodists, some Presbyterians, other Protestant traditions, we follow what's called the church calendar in our common worship as church. And also, um, we can follow it in our personal lives of devotion, lives as disciples. And so I want to equip us to follow this church year afresh. For some of us, this is for some of us, this is going to be old ground, for some of us new ground. And um, off and on over the next year, as we hit new seasons, talk about that seasons, those seasons. So this week, I'm going to talk about Advent, help us kind of understand it so we can enter into it both in our corporate worship and in our personal life with Jesus. Um, but this first episode, I want to just do a quick review of the church year or the Christian year. So we have a calendar we follow, and um, this is an ancient practice of the church. Um, There's hints that it goes back to the very first century and early second century. But the calendar wasn't fully in place at that point. It's developed, but probably by the time, you know, it's we're about 500 years into the life of the church, this calendar is pretty much in place. Um, There's variations in different parts of the world, but the heart of it's in place. So it's an ancient practice, and it's meant to reflect or mirror the ancient practice of the Hebrews. God, through the Torah, gave them calendars of days to follow, knowing that holidays and special days shape cultures and shape people. That's why countries always have holidays. They want to communicate values, and they want to build those values into people's hearts and minds. That's why holidays exist. That's why sometimes certain holidays over time become controversial because it might change your mind about whether or not to value that person celebrated or not, or we add things. So that same idea is going on, that, that actually having a calendar that shapes our lives or having a calendar that we live by really shapes our lives. And so part of the invitation of the church calendar is to say, you know, there's a number of calendars we live by. We live by the school year calendar. We live by the United States holiday calendar. The high holy day is July 4th. Um, We may live by a sports calendar. It's not wrong to have those other calendars, but as disciples of Jesus, the historic church has always said, the church calendar, the Christian calendar, is the most important calendar. And in times in history, when like kingdoms were more um, Christianized and during the era of Christendom, the, the Christian calendar was the dominant calendar, and there's vestiges of that. For example, if you go to England, there are days that are kind of public known holidays that are Christian holy days. Probably a lot of people don't know that, but they are. So anyway, let me just do a quick review of the whole church year, <clears throat> and then tomorrow we'll come back and talk specifically about Advent. <clears throat> Excuse me. So the, the church calendar is divided in half, roughly. The first half is the Jesus cycle, and that's where we go from before the birth of Jesus until his ascension, and we kind of 
follow a path through his life. Then the second half um, is called Ordinary Time. You can also call it Pentecost or Trinity Tide. Different churches do it differently. Um, And that's focused on, that's the church cycle, if you will. That's where it's just ordinary time. We're just looking at the teachings of Jesus. We're looking at the teachings of the church, the teachings of the Old Testament, and just learning how to follow Jesus' disciples. Whereas in that first Jesus cycle, most of the stories are about events in Jesus' life that reveal him to be the God incarnate. And so um, so in our worship at church, um, we follow this cycle. And in the Anglican tradition, we use the Book of Common Prayer. So our Sunday readings follow these themes. And our prayers appointed for each Sunday follow these themes. And the colors that we both put on the altar and on the pulpit that we wear as stoles as clergy, those all mirror the season. So we're trying to have an immersive experience of this Christian season and follow the Christian calendar so that it can shape our lives in Christ. Um, And again, it's something that we can do corporately and personally. So when I talk about Advent, I'll talk about how to personally make Advent um, part of your life. So what's, what are the two cycles then? How are they divided up? So the Jesus cycle has two parts. There's a cycle of light and a cycle of life, a cycle of light and a cycle of life. The cycle of light is, as, as the name connotes, it's a cycle or a season of, of manifestation and revelation. God reveals himself through Jesus Christ. Jesus Christ, God, the eternal son, the second person of the Trinity, is united with humanity in the person of Jesus Christ, born of a virgin, and comes into the world as the son of God, the one who is fully God and fully man. And he is the fullest revelation of who God is and what God's will is. He's the light of the world. So there's three parts of it. There's Advent, which is preparation. There's Christmas, which is the celebration of Christ's birth. It's 12 days. We'll talk about that season in more detail, but that's where the 12 days of Christmas come from. And then there's the Epiphany. And this season has two key holy days. One is the Epiphany itself, which is January 6th. And that's where we always remember the story of the kings who brought three gifts to Jesus. They were Gentiles, and it's the manifestation of Jesus to the Gentiles. Then the next high holy day is the next Sunday, which is the baptism of Jesus, where he's revealed by the Father as Son, as Beloved, and he's anointed by the Holy Spirit. So there's a manifestation of the whole triune life at Jesus' baptism, and he's declared by God the Father to be Son. And then all the readings and stories from then until Lent, follow those same kind of themes. Oftentimes, during Epiphany, the church will focus on God's mission. Then you have the cycle of life. That's the Advent, Holy Week, Easter cycle until the day of Pentecost. And that's where Jesus comes. These are the Jesus' great acts of redemption. So again, there's a, there's a preparation season, Lent starts with Ash Wednesday, and we kind of go into a wilderness motif, like Jesus went to the wilderness, to prepare for, for his redemption. Then we come into Holy Week, the highest Holy Week of the church here. It's the week, the Sunday from Palm Sunday through Easter. And we start with Palm Sunday, and then there's three days, um, Monday, Thursday, Good Friday, Holy Saturday, that leave into Easter. And they're called the Triduum, or the Triduum, 
people pronounce it differently. It's the great three days. And those are the highest holy days in life of the church where we celebrate that Jesus took all our sins of the cross, that he rose from the dead to prove that God accepts that offering and that through his resurrection, we could have eternal life as well. And then there's a season of Easter and it's six weeks. So we, we think on the resurrection and live with the resurrection for six whole weeks. And it culminates with two feast days, the Feast of the Ascension, where Jesus goes back to the Father, which, which enacts and, and gives us the sign in Revelation that we are in union with the Father because we're in Jesus and Jesus has gone back to the Father. Then 10 days later is the Feast of Pentecost, where Jesus sends the Holy Spirit. And at Pentecost, the church is born because the Holy Spirit gives birth to the church. That's why when we say the Apostles' Creed, we say, I believe in the Holy Spirit and the Holy Catholic Church because that's the fruit of the Spirit in the world is the birthing of his church, God's people. And then that begins that whole ordinary time. And ordinary because it's like we're not thinking about special holy days really here so much as we're just the ordinary life of discipleship. Or you can call it the season of Pentecost. That's what we do at St. Patrick's. We always talk about the Sunday after Pentecost, the 10th Sunday, the 12th Sunday. And all the readings and prayers are much more about general following Jesus. And that's what we think about in the life of our church. So there's more I could say about the Christian calendar. And you'll hear more details for each season as we come to them. But this year, um, I'm not going to do like... A straight series of all these, but like as we get close to Christmas, I'll do something on that. As we get close to Epiphany, I'll talk about that, etc. So um, that's enough for today. So the next episodes this week, we're going to talk specifically about Advent. God bless and have a great day.